It's barely made national news, but it's been a huge story all around the world, right on the border with the United States in Mexico, at, in essence, what was serving as an immigration detention center. Nearly 40 immigrants waiting to be admitted into the United States burned to death in a horrible fire that was completely preventable. They definitely could have been saved. We're talking about men, women, and children. Not only is it just a human rights catastrophe, but it didn't have to go down that way. And in part, the United States' failure to just be competent at the border was a huge factor in how it all went down. I just want to tell you the story. It's disgusting, infuriating, and the fact that it's barely making news in the United States is, is typical. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. You may have heard me say this before. It's an idea and a concept that I actually got from my wife. Where here in the United States, really, there are only hard problems left. The the other problems have already been competently addressed. The problems that we have left as a nation are difficult problems that take focus, that take drive, that take a ton of money and effort so the United States actually has a lot of hard problems because in so many ways as a nation, I am increasingly feeling like we are failing to address our hardest problems. And one of our most difficult challenges in this country that both parties, Democrat and Republican, treat like a hot potato and just pass back and forth. One party is outrageously cruel and the other party is almost right behind them. One party is just overtly cruel. The other is just kind of right behind them, but cruel nonetheless. And the United States, which is a country in which, gosh, 70% of the people here, 75% of the people here are immigrants or children of immigrants. And, uh, you know, I'm factoring out Native Americans and enslaved Africans and, you know, but this is, you know, people, when they call this a nation of immigrants, very much so. Uh, Unlike many countries around the world that are predominantly made up of the indigenous people there. You know, if we're talking about Asian countries, most European countries, most African countries, uh, even, even a lot of South American countries. But here in the United States, these are people that got here from all over the world, one way or another. And that this nation has turned kind of this ugly turn against immigrants that don't deserve it. Even those that are seeking asylum because they're escaping uh, war, uh, oppression, violence. And what people are finding is that the most likely chance they have to enter the United States 
is at the Mexican border. This story is being covered all around the world because it's seen as a human rights catastrophe all over the world. Not just the story of the fire, but the story of the border crisis between the United States and Mexico. And what we're seeing is immigrants, not primarily from Mexico, it's not Mexicans trying to get into the United States. In fact, there, there has been a net loss of Mexicans moving back to Mexico from the United States versus coming into the United States. What we're seeing is immigrants from all over the world primarily escaping the challenges that they face in developing nations are trying to enter through Mexico into the United States. And they're being horribly mistreated. They're they're being horribly mistreated along their entire journey. Abused, often murdered, exploited in the worst ways, all just for a chance to get to the border with the United States. And now they're finding that the United States has basically shut the doors. And the burden is now being put on Mexico to do something about the immigrants that are piling up in huge numbers at all of their border entry points. Whereas they used to allow them to come over to the United States and the United States would uh, attempt to house and process and maybe even return them. Now the United States is just saying, no, you must stay over there. In essence, you are not welcome here. And in one of those places, right at the border of the United States, hundreds of immigrants were being housed in what really appeared to be a jail. Uh, I studied the videos this morning and last night. And inside of the jail, I, I, I don't believe it appeared to be a jail. It definitely was at least a former jail. Inside of the jail, where hundreds of immigrants were being detained behind bars, it appears that someone behind bars set something on fire, like a piece of trash. And they did it as a form of protest, it appears. That's what, I, that's what I've been told, that's what I'm reading. And I think they thought if they set something on fire, that the police there would open the gates and let them out, open the bars and let them out. And they didn't. I looked right at it. The, the police there knew that something was set on fire and then knew that it was spreading. And as the fire spread, police looked right there at those gates that were holding the immigrants in, left them there and bailed. Nearly 40 different immigrants, including men, women, children, people from all over the world, were burned to death right there. Some died of smoke inhalation and some literally were set on fire. A complete catastrophe. The United States, of course, is you know, taking no responsibility for saying, hey, it was, wasn't on our border. But it happened in huge part because the United States, which has laws welcoming people that are seeking asylum, that are seeking to be rescued or saved from the most horrible conditions, has, is now saying, no, no, you must stay over there. And it's created a new human rights nightmare for Mexico. And just as the United States was not prepared to address it and deal with it, 
Now, Mexico is not prepared to address it or deal with it. And it's not solving any of the problems. We're going to have a quick word from some of our sponsors. And I want to say the hard thing about why we're not solving those problems. We'll be right back. You know, this week after the school shooting in Nashville, we've talked a lot about why some of America's most difficult problems like gun violence, why our most difficult problems aren't being addressed. And it really begins first by kind of having a universal admission hey, this is a complex problem, gun violence in America. It's not easy, and anybody that oversimplifies it is being insincere or obtuse or ignorant. Maybe they just don't understand the problem. It's a very, very complex problem to solve. You certainly cannot make gun violence go away in this country. Um, I don't think it's ever possible that you can make guns go away in this country. And how to solve it or reduce it or make it better, even those things, it's none of it's easy. And it, yes, it's political, but it's it's very deep. It, it's it gets to the very identity of the United States. It gets to the very root of the Second Amendment. That problem is hard to solve. The pro I hate to even think of immigration as a problem alongside gun violence. But America's failure to have a competent, healthy immigration system, it is an amazingly complex problem. But unlike gun violence, it can be solved. At the end of the day, there are 10 very humane, systemic ways, strategies, policies that could radically change how we, we address and deal with immigration. But the United States is doing on immigration the same thing that it's, in essence, failing to do on gun violence. Nobody wants to own the problem. Nobody wants to say, you know what? Like, let, let, me, let me give a good example. Uh, Philadelphia this week is dealing with its own water crisis where water in the city has been deemed to be unhealthy and unsafe. And the last article I read said, hey, we have enough safe water to drink until last night. And it's like, okay, what does a city with millions of people do today, tomorrow? And cities end up like that because making clean water the highest priority of a city, which it really should be, is not sexy. You're not going to get, you know, huge credit for doing it. You could. I mean, people should. Politicians are failing to understand the love they'd get if they publicly took the credit for a wonderful water system. But cities just don't do it. Counties just don't do it. States just don't do it. And it's not a problem until that thing spirals out of control. Well, most presidents, most federal governments, you know, in Congress, in state governments, nobody wants the responsibility to, to say, you know what? 
we're, I'm going to make a primary focus of my administration. We might have 100 problems. I'm going to make one of our top problems and issues that we solve immigration. And we're going to do it humanely and safely and professionally. Um, and it's, it may take an entire term for us to build the system, to hire the staff, to do it the way it needs to be done. But we hope it'll be a system that could be in place forever, uh, that could do so much better. And the United States, it now lacks the will, the competency, the drive, the skill, the budget, the determination to solve its most difficult problems. You could absolutely address the immigration issues and make that immigration issue a net gain for this country. You know, immediately there are, you know, millions and millions of DACA recipients. These are uh, immigrant children who came to the United States who are basically on a temporary immigration status. Make them permanent citizens, please. Make it such that they don't have to be living in the shadows. They've been here since they've been children. Just put them on the fast path so that they can do everything they need to do as citizens, including uh, paying taxes, working, you know, making themselves available to every job. Like Immigrants make this country better. And in part, nobody wants to do the hard work. They just don't. Some of it is, yes, gridlock in Congress, but it's not just that. It's just will to solve hard problems. Listen, love and appreciate all of you. Um, we are in the middle of a very big drive to get more members at the Northstar.com. Please go there today. We're aiming to get 6,000 new members over the next month. Um, it's not yet April, but we just got a head start. We're going to push for all of April to have 6,000 new members by the end of the month. And we cannot do it without you. Take care, everybody. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101, we literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom. Oh,